I do believe I was attacked by Russians this week. Uh, I got up to print my sermon and uh, found that my sermon was not there. I was, all I had was like my original, very vague outline. Um, so, so I, as I say, I, I think the, the Russians attacked me, or quite possibly I forgot to save it and then turned off my computer. I'm not sure which. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll do the best we can here. When you came in, you might have uh, looked at the sign and jumped to a conclusion. And by the way, um, before we before we get into the message, do look at the sign um, for two reasons. Only really for two reasons. Number one, uh, I don't know when you guys bought it, but I, I'm pretty sure that, that was there was a lot of money. Those things are expensive. Uh, so so just to justify the expense of having that out there. Uh, look at the sign when you when you drive in, and also uh, if, if if not for that, um, you know we've been here for about three years now, and there's only one part of my job that I don't like, and that is changing that sign in the winter. It's the only part of my job I don't like. I you know it's like you get out there and you freezing right? my fingers are freezing cold and trying to pick up those signs the letters and put those in there and then. Uh, about three letters in, I've got to sit in my car and kind of thaw out my fingers. And uh, so, so think of my fingers when you drive in, and, and you know that will make my fingers feel a little bit better, I think. So anyway, when, it, when you drove in, you saw the sign. It said uh, "Worship Selling Out," um, and I think that when we see that, you might have jumped to a conclusion because when we think of selling out, uh, we think of things like. Um, uh, being soft or um, somehow becoming too commercial. You know, you might have pictures of selling out that are kind of like a, a, a church that gets a, uh, you know, a hard rock band up front there and they got the fog machines and the stage lights and everything. Uh, you know, that's selling out. That's, that's when we sell out in worship. That's, that's one of the pictures that might come to your mind. And you might have another picture. You might think of, like, churches that preach for less than an hour. You know, that when that happened. I'm not sure when that happened. Now, how many of you remember long sermons? You don't remember long sermons? Half an hour. Wow. That's, and that's a long time ago. So, uh, I remember growing up, and it was like 1 o'clock sometimes, uh, we this is not an exaggeration. We had one preacher that his sermons had like his introductions had an outline. Like like I mean his introductions had a text and three main divisions before he even got to his main text and main divisions of his sermon. And there would be times where it was like it was like almost twelve o'clock and he's like uh now for my first main point, like, ah, oh, I thought we were almost out of here. Nope. So, you had thought that was selling out when we, when we started going to these half-hour sermons saying, boy, this, those, churches are, those churches are selling out. Or, or I remember this one, when those, those church. oh, by the way, this will be a short sermon uh, because we've got a Christmas program. So just so you know, this will be a short sermon. But uh, when, uh, when churches started getting rid of Sunday evening services, like, oh my goodness, those liberal churches, they're selling out. 
So when I say selling out, that's not what we're talking about as we talk about selling out in worship here. I want you to know something. I'm going to say this. Don't fall down. But Christ was a sellout. Say what? Christ was a sellout. This text, you're probably just going to tell you right now. You might see this later or hear this a little bit later in our program. Just, I'm not quite sure about that. Just, just pay attention to this. Philippians chapter 2 says, Have this mind in yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be held on to. But he emptied himself and took on the form of servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in the form as a human. He humbled himself and becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross. And therefore God has highly exalted him and given a name given him a name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. He was a sellout. When we talk about sellout, we're talking about giving up everything. See, there's a different context of the word sellout or phrase sellout. The concept can be a negative, but it can be a positive. And in this case, we're talking about the positive side of selling out, giving everything, not holding anything in reserve. He was a sellout to the point where he gave up his identity and all the benefits, everything he had to accomplish his goal. We are then going to, to talk about our last, concept of worship today. We've talked about worshiping with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And, and today, as we read our text, he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first and the greatest commandment. When we talk about all of our strength, again, there's different ideas. And we're going to look at two concepts that I think are applicable. When we talk about worshiping uh, and loving God with all of our strengths. The first one, not necessarily the one you think of the most, I don't know, but the first one that we're going to talk about is worshiping with all of our will. Worshiping with all of our will. We, I think, often think about this idea that giving in is a character flaw. We think, well, I shouldn't have to give in. Submission, there's something wrong with me if I give in. There's, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm weaker if I give in. We've all probably been in a situation where we thought, I'm, I'm being asked to give in on this idea, and I know more than this person. I'm smarter in this particular area than this person, and I'm being asked to go along with their opinion and their idea, and I shouldn't have to give in. Or, we're going to have to do it this way, and I can, I can do it better than this person, and I'm being asked to let this person take care of this, and this is going to be their role, and this is going to be their job, and I can do it better than them, and I'm being asked to give in, and, and we feel like there's some kind of character flaw that I don't stand up for myself, and I don't take hold of this thing. I want you to understand something that submission in these cases actually requires strength. You have to be the stronger person to submit. Giving in to God then, how much, how much 
easier should it be when we know that he is smarter than us in every way and more capable in every way. And so God says, worship me with all of your will. To turn in your will. It's almost, in a sense, contradictory to, to the way we would think to worship God with my will. It's to turn it in. We talked about one of those first pictures that was the picture of sacrifice, of, of, of submission, right? The, that, that turning in of our will to God. The bowing, the deep bowing, those, those pictures come back. Submission requires strength. Here's a concept that you might not have ever thought of. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, he says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, we talked about this also. And kind of just a lot of this is re- really review and just a different application of it. But we talked about how um, that really worship is the easiest part of our faith. That this should be the easiest thing, and yet he calls this a sacrifice. And then we talked about a sacrifice and what that implies and putting to death. And, and here this is that. that Praising God is a sacrifice. Well, why is it a sacrifice? Well, what's, what's hard about that? Well, I want you to think about this. If you've ever heard this phrase, as probably all of us have in, in somewhere or along, along the lines. We've heard somebody say something like, well, I just didn't get anything out of worship today. You didn't get anything out of worship today. Well, who told you it was about you? You are not the audience. God never said that I was the audience. Worship was not designed for me to take something out of it. Worship was designed for me to bring something to God. It is a sacrifice. Let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise to God. It is not done for my benefit. Now, I can receive benefits from it. But that's not for me. I don't come to get. I come to give. It is a sacrifice. I was, I was in a church. I, I filled in for a preacher one time, a long time ago. And um, I, I went there, and I, I kind of was everything rolled up in one that day because the small congregation, and he was out, and so so I, I got there. I did the songs, I did the prayers, did the everything, the the sermon, the class, everything. I get through the whole day, and I was in college, and you know, just kind of starting out preaching, and and the 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 class, the the the, the sermon ended, everything ended, and people are leaving the church building, and I'm kind of greeting them as they leave. And so, this one little old lady, as she's leaving, she says, well, I don't know how God can bless a sermon, or bless a service like that because you didn't start with prayer. Oh, I forgot the prayer at the beginning. Well, I guess God can't do anything. He's helpless to do anything with it. I guess He can't accept anything that we did because because I didn't have the right protocols and the right forms and the right orders and, and I didn't think of that. It's like, did you, you, she got nothing out of it. There was nothing. 
It's all worthless. We don't come to get. We come to give. We don't come here to be blessed by God. That might happen. But you come to bless God. It is a sacrifice. I am not the audience. So when I come, I give up my preferences. I don't sit there and dwell on the selection of the songs. Oh, I didn't like the selection of songs. I'm not going to sing. I didn't like them. They were sung too fast. They were sung too slow. Whatever the thing is, well, I didn't like them. They were too new. They were too old. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. And I can't, I can't worship like that. Well, that's because you thought that it was all about your enjoyment. And it never was about your enjoyment. It was about God's enjoyment. Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 10, he says, Two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed like this, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of everything I have. But the tax collector, standing far away, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other one. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. See, it is the humility that justified him. It wasn't the forms of the prayer, the words, or the flowery speeches. Uh, just like it, it, we, we talked about this before when we talked about the heart, that the emotions was where the worship was. And here we see that the, the sacrifice is where the worship is. It's not in all those things around it. It's not what the man looked like. It's not any of those other things. But it was in the heart. He didn't, he didn't have the right structures of his prayer. Didn't, I mean, oh, my goodness, he didn't say our Father in heaven. He didn't say in Jesus' name, amen. We talked about that. He just, he gave in. And God says, this man went home justified. He didn't come to get something. He didn't come to get something, but he went home with something. I'm telling you right now, if you come with the idea of giving to God, you will be the one that goes home with something. But if you come with the idea of getting something, you will go home with nothing. That's the first concept of worshiping God with your strength. Giving in your will. I want to talk about giving in your energy. Now, I want to do something here before we get going and then you'll see how it connects. I'm going to need a volunteer. Okay? I need a volunteer. Now, uh, before you come up, the, I'm going to want to illustrate my next point and then we'll kind of go through it. But I need someone who... I need a dollar bill. No, not you. You can sit down. Um, somebody else. Someone not related to me. So, I need someone with a dollar bill. Okay, wait. But stop. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, uh, before you come up, I want you to know that you're not going to get your dollar back. I, I can't give you a back based on this particular illustration. 
His disciples remembered, therefore, that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. Zeal for your house. When we talk about worshiping God with our strength, worshiping with our, our energy, with our, with our passion, with all of it. And you look at our illustration... Barry was so nice to give me a dollar bill. He came up. He didn't expect to get a five dollar bill back. Right? And so often, this is the way our worship is. This is the way our worship is. That that we come, we hold back. Not just in our songs. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking. Not just in our prayers. Not just. But we talked about in our entire lives. We we hold back in our devotion to God because we think if we give everything. We think of this as a zero-sum game where, where if I give everything, well, if you give everything, what do you have left? You have nothing left. And we forget that God can give more than we can give. God, you can never outgive God. Jesus gave everything. That was the picture we started with. You cannot outgive God. We come and we, we, we think that that I've got to hold just a little bit back. I'm just, just, I, I don't know if I can extend myself that far. Listen, the Scriptures are full of examples of people who, who gave everything and, and went home with more. You can give all of your energy. You might find that you have more energy to give, that, that God can give you more. Turn in everything. Do not hold anything back. What am I holding back? As we conclude, not just the sermon today, but as we conclude this series, that's what we want to ask. What am I holding back? And I, I forgot my Bible uh, to this morning and, and kind of the rest to get here. So fortunately I have reserves here. And uh, I pulled out my reserve Bible it's my Bible from high school and college. And uh, <clears throat> I opened it up. And, you know, it, I, I was just, just leaping through it. And I noticed something. So I looked at these pages. I noticed, and you might notice it too, that it, it appears that I had more passion in high school and college. I was kind of sad this morning as I looked at my old Bible. My new one's nice and crisp and clean and it doesn't have all the highlighter marks and doesn't have the dog ears and it's nice, it's fresh. That old one got beat up. I had to, look at this, I had to put a, a, a new cover. I had to go and get a piece of leather from a leather store and, and I put a new cover. I know, Chad, you're not impressed. 
Um, he's not impressed with my, my nice leather cover on my old Bible. But I tore the cover off the other one. It fell apart. And I just look at the... What happened? Shouldn't I have more passion than I had as a young kid? What am I holding back? Was it my energy? Is it, is it my mind? Am I, am I devoting my mind to, to other things? Is, is, it my, is it my heart? Is my emotions not in it? Am I worshiping without my emotions? Is it parts of my life outside of, outside of Sunday? What am I holding back? God asked for it all. He asked for every part of me in worship. He asked for me to maintain my relationship with Him, not just, not just go along with the reflexes. I ask you to take stock of where you're at. As we conclude this series, as we, can, we finish out this year, I hope this year and this series that we did bless you. I hope this series especially did something for you to understand what God wants from worship and to understand our relationship, what our connection is to God, what He wants from us, and how that affects us long term. And we're going to close.